0: America's top talk shows with breaking news, traffic, and weather W H I O. W H I O. <laughs>
1: Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to this live broadcast of Shooting From the Hip. I'm your host, Mark Avery from Sim Trainer, the Dayton Area's first indoor range and firearms training center, and I am really glad to be in the studio today. Those of you who have been watching the Ohio State uh, team play that group from up north, want to hit the record button on your DVR and listen to this show, I'd love to have you join us. You can visit... Sim Trainer on the web at sim-trainer.com. You can call us at the range at area code 937-293-3914 or stop down and see us. Our range is located at 2031 Dryden Road right across from the AES Ohio Power Company Maintenance Yard and I'd be glad to discuss with you any of your firearms needs and interests. As I mentioned, this is a live show so today feel free to call in Talk to uh, Alex in Master Control at 937 457 1290. That's 457 1290. And talk to Alex and let him know a little bit about what you'd like to talk about. He'll send me a note and I'd be really happy to get you up on the air. It's Thanksgiving weekend, and I hope everyone had a great time with family and friends. Holidays can be stressful sometimes, family dynamics are interesting to say the least. And this year, I went with my wife and her daughter to Bob Evans for dinner on Thanksgiving Day because we're doing the big family celebration with smoked turkey. It's already been in the brine. And all the fixings to go with it, we're doing that tomorrow afternoon. Thanksgiving is kind of the traditional opening of the holiday season, continuing through New Year's Day and into the new year with different celebrations. Whatever your celebrations were or will be, I wish you the very best. It's been a while since shooting from the hip has been on the air, and a lot has happened while we were gone. Uh, Maybe we'll get to some of the more significant happenings that affect everyone in the Second Amendment and firearms communities later in the show. If there's something you'd like to talk about, please call into the studio at 937-457-1290 and let producer Alex know a bit about what you want to address. But before we get into those topics, there's one thing I need to talk about just for a bit. Jeff Pedro and I have been doing the show together since 2009. Most of the time, the two of us would be in studio, taking calls, beating up issues, sometimes beating up each other a little bit, and generally having a great time exploring the topics of the day. Although our focus has always been on firearms and related issues, the concept of related sometimes ranged pretty far. If we wanted to talk about it, we did. And we encouraged all of you, our listeners, to join in the discussion with us. Between his 30 years in law enforcement and firearms training, my over 20 years in the military, and a lifetime of recreational shooting, plus a strong interest in individual rights, both natural and those enumerated in the Constitution and the laws related to all of them, and the passion we both had for training and sharing what we'd learned, we found a really great outlet here at Ohio's Ask the Expert Weekend. At the end of September, I took a trip out to visit family in Colorado. It was one of those rare opportunities in my schedule when this show was preempted, classes were done, and there was time to pack up the truck after getting it serviced by my friends at Murphy's Auto Care and head across country for a couple of weeks. One day, I got a text from Jeff wondering if we were still in Colorado as we were on the road on our way back from a day trip. I called him back, and we talked for a while as we wound through the southern Colorado mountains. Among other things, he said he was quarantined at home with COVID, but he was doing okay. That was our last conversation. After some time in the hospital, Jeff suddenly lost blood oxygenation overnight, was intubated that morning, and passed that afternoon. It was a huge loss for me personally, for his family, and for Sim Trainer and this show. At first, I thought I would do one more show, (laughs) pre-recorded so I would sure I could make it through and say goodbye. But it's been almost two months since I received the shocking news I'm not doing as well as I'd hoped I would. But Sim Trainer is going to continue Jeff's legacy of quality firearms training. Many of you encouraged us to also continue the radio show, so here I am. We extended our arrangement with WHIO and will continue to be on the air whenever the Dayton Flyers aren't playing. So if you have some thoughts or favorite stories you'd like to share please call the studio at 457-1290, and we'll talk a bit. One of my favorite memories is from the very beginning of this show, in fact, before we were even on the air, and I discovered it immortalized in a voicemail message that I found saved from way back in 2009. Jeff had been working to find sponsors for the show and had just booked out the last slot. He was pretty excited about this new way to reach more people, debunk myths about firearms, correct the record when media gets things wrong, and answer questions or discuss issues with our listeners. I'd like to play Mark, that for you now. say an extra prayer thanksgiving for this weekend. It's been uh, um, it's just over, I'm overwhelmed right now. It's been a great weekend, everything that's going on. And when I was coming home, Steve Pearson, the other attorney, called, and he's on board. So um, we're totally booked with uh, sponsors. And... Uh, uh, from this point forward, um, it's it's just going to soar, buddy. I'm telling you, we're going to be on eagle's wings and thank the good Lord for the many blessings. I mean, people that endure, and it's just an example. You suffer through some hardships every once in a while, and he rewards you tenfold, and you just
0: got to give all the thanks to him. But I'm just kind of on cloud nine right now, and I just had to share that with you, but uh, I'll talk to you later. Thanks. See you.
1: That was prescient. He had a vision, he had an idea as to where we were going, but he couldn't possibly have known what this would turn into over the last, now over 12 years. It's been a treat to be with you every week, to share from our hearts, to answer your questions, to talk about things that are important to to both of us. Um, as I mentioned earlier, some of the things that we're passionate about. He was certainly... Uh, a strong fan, in fact, probably one of the earliest believers that Donald Trump was going to win the election in 2016. And uh, when he saw the way things were going and where things could be headed and the changes that were made, it's not about the personality. I understand there's a lot of people that have strong feelings about Donald Trump from a personal basis. But if you look at the policies, if you look at the way things were going and the way things have gone since he left office... I think Jeff was absolutely right in understanding that support. Um, But on Angel's wings and on Cloud9, he's looking down at us and supporting everything that we've done and everything that we'll continue to do. So I hope that you'll join us, that uh, you'll be able to be part of what we do here on the radio show as well as what we do at Sim Trainer. Uh, There are... So many memories I have of Jeff from seeing how excited he was when we had our first concealed carry class that was full and all-female. And then when that happened again in an advanced handgun series, when a student who had one private lesson or had maybe attended a basic handgun takes the concealed carry class and shooting for the second time in his or her life would outshoot shoot the rest of the class. Those are the kinds of things that really excited him to see people get it and understand what it is to, to do the things with firearms, to do them safely, and to do them responsibly. Life outside a sim trainer office often included shooting also. Jeff wasn't a hunter until the last few years, but he loved taking a deer and getting it made into venison sausage. He enjoyed shooting trap and sporting clays, but he was especially delighted when his youngest son outscored him. I would like to invite you to call and share your stories. um, And whatever it is that you have, call the studio at 937-457-1290, and I'll get you up on the air. And right now I want to go out and talk to Joe, who's calling from Midway. Joe, welcome to the show. Uh, Thank you very much. Uh, I retired out of Springboro PD. So Jeff and I knew each other quite well. I was a farm instructor there. But one time we were in ASP training, and Jeff was teaching the ASP training, and that was new to me. And so they put the other guy in the red shirt, and we had the ASP to uh uh, strike him everything. Well, I knocked my guy down and just jumped on him. <laughs> Jeff hollered at me, no, 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 that's not the way it goes, Joe. And I said, Jeff, Jeff this is old school. You settle on until they quit breathing, buddy. <laughs> and he just laughed. He says, let's start this over, and you got to use the, the ass to do the training on. But it was just so funny, and uh, I'm going to miss Jeff, too. I really am. Joe, thanks very much for sharing that story. Uh, I uh, uh, thank you. I took a, a personal uh, defense class with with Jeff. It was a, kind of a total personal defense, and he would get in that red suit, and um, and and there were there were times when somebody took some pretty good hits, even wearing that uh, big, basically, uh, uh, for anybody who's not familiar with the red suit, it's basically gym mats that are wrapped around your body. Uh, and one time we had a young lady who was taking that class. She was maybe all of 100 pounds, dripping wet. I think she was about 14 years old and was there with her father, and she just absolutely laid him out because that small foot got in between the pads and hit him where it was extremely sensitive, and he went down in a ball and was trying not to, to look like he'd been hurt, but... And and he wasn 't permanently damaged, but he was he was in a fair amount of pain after that little experience with a young woman who absolutely understood that this could be a life or death situation, and she wanted to be ready for that and Her dad had prepared her well. she came in, and she took out six foot three two hundred plus almost three hundred pounds of jeff Pedro. i don't know what he was weighing at the time, but Took him out and laid him on the ground, even when he was wearing that red man suit. So those are the those are some of the memories. I, there is I wish I had uh, kept a log or kept a journal of things that went on because there are Jeffisms and there are things that happened throughout all of the training programs that were just uh, so very much characteristic of who Jeff Pedro was. Uh, one of the things especially in the last few years after he retired from Kettering Police Department, his greatest passion was his family and especially those who called him Papa. He always had pictures and videos on his phone. He always beamed them talking about them. And those people are going to miss him even more than I can possibly imagine, but I can imagine quite a bit. And... Our heart goes out to them. We're there to support them. And I know that your hearts go out to them also. I'm going to take a break just a, a few seconds early. But if you'd like to be part of this show, go ahead and call the studio at 937-457-1290. And we've got a lot of other things to talk about, too. So uh, if, if that's not if you don't have a story that you want to talk about, feel free to call in anyway. This is Mark Avery for Shooting From the Hip on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk.
0: It's an Ask the Expert weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news, weather, and traffic station, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. It's our Ask the Expert weekend on the Miami Valley radio station with breaking news, weather, and traffic, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk.
1: Welcome back to the show. This is Mark Avery here for Shooting From the Hip. And if you would like to contact us when we're not here, go to our website at sim-trainer.com. Click on the contact link, and that will generate a form that will let you send us an email. So we've rewired that form a little bit. I'll be getting those emails directly along with a few other folks. So if uh, you have a question that you would like to bring up and maybe we would cover on the air, at a later show, or if you would just like a direct answer, either way, we'll be happy to take those. Uh, There's a lot of other information that you can get on our website, but that's one way that you can contact us. I would like to mention just briefly uh, some of the things that are going on at Sim Trainer. And uh, as I mentioned, we are continuing to have classes and other activities. We have a basic handgun class scheduled for December 5th. So that's next weekend. That's from 2 to 6 p.m. on Sunday. And then uh, the following Monday, there's another a week later, December 13th, there will be a basic handgun from 6 to 10 p.m. Uh, in between those, we'll have a concealed carry class on December 11th from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. And then on December 15th and 16th in the evenings on Wednesday and Thursday. From 5.30 to 9.30 p.m., we will have uh, the second concealed carry class of December. So uh, if you are interested in getting started in concealed carry, if you to uh, be able to carry a firearm discreetly to defend yourself in a situation that all of us hope doesn't happen, but we recognize it could and we want to be prepared for it. Uh, Really, the best way is to take both of those classes. And so we have put together a package that allows you to take both classes. Uh, You pay the price of both classes. But in addition to that, you get a three-month membership to the range, which is normally $75. And you get to use the firearm that you figured out which is the right one for you in the basic handgun class you get to use that firearm at no additional charge when you take the concealed carry class. So that's a normally a ten dollars charge. So that's basically eighty five dollars off of the cost of basic handgun and concealed carry together when you buy the training pass. Uh, the train the the membership doesn't start until you take the basic handgun class. So you can order that. And get it started uh, go ahead and order the, the the training pass right away, but you're not using any time by paying for it early in fact, that's the best way to reserve your slot it the only way really to reserve your slot is to have paid for those and if you buy the training pass you'll have been paid you're being paid for both of those classes at the same time It's a great way we've found a lot of people who have done that have have been very pleased with uh the program that they got and and they do much much better in the concealed carry class especially new shooters but even people who have been shooting for a long time but maybe don't have a lot of handgun experience they find that taking the basic handgun class and one of the key features of that class is you get to try several different handguns so it gives you the opportunity to figure out which handgun is the right one for you you know, there are a lot of great handguns that are out there that industry has responded to the demand for the for people to purchase handguns for concealed carry. There are a lot of them out there, and a lot of them are great. There are some that aren't so great, and we typically don't have those available, but um, there are reasons why those are still sold and why people still uh, find them to uh, and, and use them. We do... Uh, kind of call the the list down to the best, and for, part of the reason for that is because we want people to have a firearm that we know is going to be reliable that that they can count on when their life depends on it, and so that's the reason that we have chosen some of the more leading U.S. manufacturers for the handguns that we use. Um, so you would, when you take the basic handgun class, you get to go through uh, all of the basic fundamentals, the safety and the shooting fundamentals. As well as then when we get out into the range, you get a chance to test several different firearms, figure out what works for them. You can hold any firearm and discover that it's really not the right gun for you. But that's not enough. You can hold several guns that you think are going to be okay, but then when you shoot them, you realize, oh, man, I really don't like this. Or this one fits well, feels good when I shoot it, and I'd be happy to shoot that one again. That's the kind of decision process that we recommend when you go to purchase a firearm. So with Christmas coming also, you know, there's a lot of people out there who say, well, I'm going to buy my significant other a firearm. You know what you really ought to do? is let them pick the firearm that you're going to get for them for Christmas or birthday or any other, any other event. Um, that, that's really the best way to do that. And buying the training pass to help them pick their firearm can't beat that. All right, we're going to take a break and head out into the news in about a minute. But if you would, yeah, because we, we, yeah, things, are, things are delayed a little bit. But we're going to head out in about a minute. But um, before we do that, I want to talk about some what, what shows are coming up. So we will not have a show next week. Uh, As I said, we're going to have a basic handgun class that day. Uh, That wouldn't necessarily conflict, but it just works out that way. So the next show that we have is going to be on December 11th, and then we'll have another show the week after that on December 18th. And then, of course, we'll be off for Christmas. The the radio station has special programming that they run all day on that day. Uh, But then we will be back on New Year's Day. So, again, if you're someone who likes to watch the football games – Put your DVR on record and join in with us here on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO on New Year's Day in order to uh, share some more maybe about what you did for Christmas, some of the celebrations over the holidays, the new firearms that you got, maybe somebody that you introduced to the shooting sports through Christmas and through some uh, some of the activities during that period of time. We'd love to hear about that. Now, if you have some additional stories that you'd like to share about Jeff today, I'd love to hear from you. Give us a call at 937-457-1290, and we will get your calls up in the queue and get you on the air. This is Mark Avery for Shooting From the Hip on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk.
0: It's an Ask the Expert weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news, weather, and traffic station, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. It's our Ask the Expert weekend on the Miami Valley radio station with breaking news, weather, and traffic, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk.
1: Welcome back to the show. This is Mark Avery for Shooting From the Hip. Glad that you've joined us this afternoon. If um, you have a question or comment, if you have something you'd like to add to the show, please call in. The telephone number into the studio is area code 937-457-1290, and Alex will get you up on the board and give me a little bit of an idea of what it is that you'd like to talk about. Um, we've talked quite a bit so far today about uh, about Jeff and, and some of the memories. If you still have uh, something you'd like to add to that, uh, please feel free to call in. But I'm going to move on and talk about some other things that have happened since the last time we were on the air. And the first of those happened on November 3rd. Um, that was the day that the New York State Rifle and Pistol Association versus Bruin case was uh, in the Supreme Court for oral arguments. And I actually listened to the two hours of the oral arguments uh, I didn't. I didn't listen to all of it live. I missed part of the first part, but it's uh, available, and I have posted that on our Facebook page. So, if you're interested in finding out uh, what all that was, if you'd like to listen to the oral arguments, uh, they are available. You can also read the transcript of the oral arguments, and it's probably going to be a lot faster to do it that way, uh, just because of the way things sometimes work. But uh, it was. I think it was a fascinating exercise uh, to listen to see how the, uh, the, both sides placed their arguments and why they thought uh, that the New York State rules for issuing concealed handgun licenses uh, violate the U.S. Constitution. And um, for those who are not familiar with this particular case, uh, the New York State Rifle and Pistol Association, the NYSRPA, had sued uh, the, uh, the Attorney General of the State of New York for the fact that their program, that the the New York State Concealed Carry Program, is a May issue program, meaning that it doesn't mean that you can get all of your qualifications out of the way and then apply for your license and you automatically get it. It's not a license. It's a permit. It means that even if you have completed all of the qualifications, there's still somebody who can tell you, no, you're not allowed to have The ability to carry your firearm. Now, they have several different types of permits. You can have a premises permit. And in fact, you have to get a premises permit in order to be legally allowed to possess a firearm in the state of New York. And you can't get one of those until you have been a resident for six months. So if you are a firearms owner, and you lived, say, in Ohio, and you moved to New York, you're going to have to do something else with your firearms for six months before you can even be allowed to possess them. And even then, it's only if the issuing authority says, well, yeah, we think that it's okay for you to possess a firearm. So clearly, it is not considered a right in the state of New York. And that extends to the off-premises carry and the ability to carry for any purpose outside of your home. So there's a, a hunting-only permit, and then there is also a an any-purposes or concealed carry uh, permit that you can get. But they're very rarely issued to anyone who doesn't have uh, a—, a how is the best way to put this? If if they're not a celebrity of some sort or if they're not extremely wealthy, then you probably are not going to get a license to carry in the state of New York or a permit to carry in the state of New York. And so the, the state of New York has now been sued and that uh, has gone up to the Supreme Court. The oral arguments were held on November 3rd, and there were several takeaways from that. I'm not going to try to read two hours worth of transcript to you. I know you're sorry to, to hear that, but I'm not going to try to squeeze that in in the next uh, 20 minutes or so. But uh, there, there are several points, that things that happened, that kind of tell you quite a bit about the philosophy of those who would say, oh, guns are dangerous and therefore people, regular people shouldn't be allowed to have them. Um, the In presenting the case to the court Attorney Paul Clement argued that the Second Amendment enshrines not only a right to keep arms in the home but also to bear arms outside of the home for self-defense And New York, unlike Ohio prohibits open carry and, and the, in practice they severely limit concealed carry So the argument was, Paul Clement arguing on behalf of the New York State Rifle and Pistol Association um, argued that basically the government was eliminating the right for average people to be able to get your, le- your a, a, a an ability to carry a firearm for their own self defense or for any other purposes. Uh, the liberal justices didn't really like that much, and they pushed back kind of hard about it. And um, so they were questioning his interpretation of all the gun laws and also the history of those laws. And Justice Breyer um, had at one point, he said uh, when he was kind of agitated and revealed his own fear of guns, he said, well, you, you have a concealed weapon to go hunting. You're out with an intent to shoot, say a deer or a rabbit, which has its problems. But here, when you have a self-defense just for whatever you want to carry a concealed weapon, you go shooting it around and somebody gets killed. Um, I'm not exactly sure where he's coming from. What he's implying is that law-abiding citizens, when they are in possession of a firearm, somehow, suddenly, lose all sense of propriety and just take their gun out and start shooting, which, of course, there's no evidence that that ever happens. There's no evidence that anybody um, who has gone through the process to get a concealed handgun license is in, is a inherently a dangerous person to people who aren't already dangerous. And let me clarify that slightly. I consider myself to be a dangerous person, but if you're not a danger to me or someone else, some other innocent individual, I'm no threat to you at all. I might look like a threat. I do my best not to look like a threat, but I also do my best not to look like a victim. And that's kind of the approach that most law-abiding citizens take, whether they're carrying a firearm or not. I've never had anyone come through any of our concealed carry classes who were excited about the fact that they were going to be able to carry a gun and maybe shoot someone. They all leave that class with a, uh, a very strong understanding of what an intense responsibility it is to be able to have deadly force and to be using that only in the most appropriate fashions. Um, So this argument that having a gun just makes you dangerous um, led to kind of a strange exchange between the Solicitor General of New York and Chief Justice Roberts, who asked the question, if the proposed Second Amendment is to allow people to protect themselves that's implicated when you're in a high crime area it's not implicated when you're out in the woods how many muggings take place in the forest which of course you know there, that's just that was a little bit of an absurd question but that was the whole point your whole premise that you should only be able to carry a firearm if you're out in the woods and self defense is a legitimate purpose for carrying deadly force well, the whole thing just broke down. And in fact, there was some laughter in the court. That doesn't happen real often. Uh, it, one time I can remember in the past was when the Heller case was in oral arguments back in, I believe it was 2009. And Justice Antonin Scalia had challenged the attorney for the District of Columbia who had said basically that. It doesn't disable the firearm for you to have a lock over the, the trigger. So uh Justice Um Scalia said, So it's two o'clock in the morning and someone is breaking down my door and I'm supposed to go find the key and unlock that lock and get it open and get the gun loaded and then do what I'm do what I need to do to defend myself. And and the attorney for the District of Columbia not recognizing the first rule of holes being that If you're in one, you should give someone else the shovel and stop digging. He said, well, uh, Justice Scalia, then you can get ones with a numeric lock on it. So Justice Scalia came back with, so I first need to turn on a light and find my glasses so I can see the numbers on the lock and unlock the lock to, and so forth. And again, another one of those situations where uh, the court and uh, those observing broke down in some laughter. So I... If you have not had a chance to listen to or read through at least a summary of the arguments in that case, I'd recommend you do that. It won't probably get a decision until June of next year. This is one of those uh, cases that is going to have a lot of attention and the most significant cases that the court decides. Typically, they don't uh, get all of the uh, documentation and the arguments completed until very near the end of the session, which would be sometime at the end of June of 2022, uh, so keep an eye out for that one. I think it's uh, I think it's an an interesting. I think it's an important case. It may well have wide-ranging impacts, but I would not be surprised if it is written with a decision that is very narrowly crafted and only applies in very specific specific circumstances. So we'll have to see how that goes, but again, that's something that uh, you should you should probably look at. I have put a link to the oral arguments, uh, both the audio version and the the uh, uh, the transcript of the of the oral arguments on our Facebook page. So if you go to Facebook.com/simtrainer, you'll be able to find those. Um, that's that. I th- it was an interesting case. Uh, I think it was well argued by. Uh, those people who were supporting the Second Amendment. And I think that uh, it it could very well, based on the questioning, it could very well turn out in our favor. But again, uh, we have no way of knowing. It's really hard to predict what the court is going to do. Um, the one case that everybody has been tracking in the Second Amendment community is the Kyle Rittenhouse case. Uh, that, that case was decided and uh, the jury came back Uh, last uh, Friday a week ago uh, and all of the charges that he had been that they had levied uh, were he was acquitted on all of those charges Uh, there there were a lot of um, very unusual media commentary before during and after the trial Uh, I think that it was decided rightly personally I think that I was not in the courtroom, but I did listen to quite a bit of the testimony. It was something that uh, there has been a lot of commentary on. I th- I think it, it's helpful for those of us who carry a firearm for self-defense to understand some of the arguments that were made and why, though e- even though he was acquitted, he was at significant risk of a long jail sentence and having been convicted of multiple felonies. I think that the video evidence made it much more likely in that it was going to have the outcome that it did have. And in many cases, we don't have that kind of a video record that can be brought to court and show what happened from multiple different perspectives. I think he was very fortunate in that regard that there was so much uh, video evidence that was available to uh, help to bolster his case. I think that. Uh, When a lot of people had seen the original videos, they were pretty convinced that this was in fact self-defense. And in fact, at the time, President Donald Trump had said it looked to him like self-defense, but we'll have to see what the court decides. Uh, On the other side, uh, all of those who were opposing the right to keep and bear arms have said that he was just a murderer. They accused him falsely of being a racist. Uh, And even though the three people that he shot were all of the same skin color that he was, uh, the, the whole issue was a pretty, um, it was a, a very highly charged, there were, a lot of, uh, there were a lot of arguments that were made that were completely specious, and I think that some of the things that the prosecutor did, or the prosecutors did in court, uh, well, the judge called them out several times, but beyond that, some of the things and the arguments that they made uh, were just out, outright lies and falsehoods that were made to try to win their case rather than to try to get at the truth. Um, I don't think that anybody who defends themselves with a firearm should automatically expect that their case would turn out the same way. And that's part of the reason why one of the things that we always teach in our concealed carry class is that the use of deadly force is absolutely always got to be a last resort. All right, we need to take our last break for the hour, but again, if you'd like to be part of this show, please call the studio at 937-457-1290. Alex will take your information and get it to me shortly. This is Mark Avery for Shooting From the Hip on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk.
0: It's an Ask the Expert weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news, weather, and traffic station. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. It's our Ask the Expert weekend on the Miami Valley Radio Station with breaking news, weather, and traffic, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk.
1: Welcome back to the show. There's just a few minutes left, and I've got a lot of things I'd like to hit quickly. So I mentioned about the classes that we have coming up this month, December 5th for basic handgun, December 11th for concealed carry, 13th and uh, for basic handgun, and 15th and 16th for concealed carry. Um, But I haven't mentioned anything about next month, and we have already put the first couple of months of schedule up on our calendar. So if you're interested in a First Shots class, which is an introduction for uh, people who are brand new shooters and would just like to kind of get the feel of what it's like to handle a firearm, it's a great class for parents to bring kids to. It's uh, only three hours. It's $25, and we are more than happy to have gift certificates for those. So if you'd like to do that, that'd be a great Christmas gift. The next First Shots class is on January 8th from 12 to 3 p.m. So if you're interested, uh, that's a great way to do that. We also have a, an advanced handgun series that's going to start on the 13th and is going to be on Thursdays, uh, different Thursdays throughout the month of, months of January and February. Again, we have more basic handgun and concealed carry classes. But we also have a class that we haven't held for a while, and that's handgun cleaning. So if you would like to learn how to maintain your firearm, it's a two-hour class. It's going to be on the 24th of January. So if you're interested in that, go to our, out to our website at sim-trainer.com. You can go to the calendar. There's a, a link to the calendar at the bottom of the page, or it's in the, in the uh, hamburger menu at the, on the page, depending on what kind of a device you're looking at it on. And find out a little bit more about that. Again, we have uh, gift certificates or gift cards available for any of those. If you're interested in that, you can go to the range at 2031 Dryden Road or give us a call there at the range at 293-3914, and we'll, and we'll get you taken care of. The range is going to be closing in about five minutes uh, for today. and We'll be open again. Um, act- actually, well, any Monday we'll be open for sure. So um, that's, that's a great way to do that. A uh, few other quick hits. Deer gun season starts on Monday. So if that's something that you're interested, be safe, be out there. You can download the um, Huntfish Ohio app. It's free. Uh, you can look that up in your uh, in the, the app store for your phone. But it gives you all kinds of information, including sunset and sunrise times, which are important for deer hunters since you have to be uh, between sunrise and sunset, half an hour on each side of that in order to be legally able To harvest a deer so that's uh deer gun season again starts next monday and then there's a then there's another weekend that follows that so uh if you're interested in that um, go ahead and check that out and get out into the field i wish i was going to make it this year my schedule unfortunately looks like i'm not going to be able to get out there but it's something that i've never been successful at doing but i've done several times and really enjoy getting out into the woods Permitless carry uh house bill 227 has passed the Ohio House. Uh, it is. It, was, it had hearings. It had uh, all the things. There's, st- there's a companion bill that's in the Senate, Senate Bill 215. So um, I would recommend that you contact your senator and let them know, your state senator, let them know that you support permitless carry or at least share your views on that. Let them know what you think and let them have the benefit of knowing what their constituents think whether you write them on the, from their website or you call and uh, talk to them in the office or talk to one of the staff members in the office. Uh, it's important that you get your voice heard if you would like to be part of the, the legislation process and make sure that uh, things go the way you think they should, or at least that they have an opportunity to hear from you and know what, what it is that you're thinking as they put together their, uh, their, the legislation the Second Amendment Foundation, we've talked about the Second Amendment Foundation several times. Uh, we support the Second Amendment Foundation. and In fact, if you'd like to support them, they are participating in many of the court cases, including the ones that have gone to the Supreme Court. Um, but you can do that at our website at sim-trainer.com and scroll to the bottom of the homepage. There's a Second Amendment Foundation link there to contribute. But this year, they recognized someone that we have interviewed on this show, Stephen Gatowski, who is the founder of The Reload. And they recognized him as journalist of the year for 2021. So um, that's, I think, that's great. Congratulations, Stephen! Uh, and if you would like to get more of why they did that, go to his website at thereload.com. Sign up for it, and in fact, subscribe to it, and uh, and help to to provide the resources necessary to continue that. I'm out of time. Thank you all very much for being part of our show today. We'll be back in a couple of weeks. This is Mark Avery for Shooting From the Hip on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk.